Hello everybody and welcome to a special in-person edition of the Chair Shop Podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Towney-Towner uh, and I'm joined on the sofa here by my good friend uh, Paul the G-Man Griffin. I'm actually here in person, Joe. He's actually right here. We're showing one mic. Um, yeah. If it sounds a bit different from usual, um, it's picking both of us up. So I think what won't happen is usually when we use Zencaster, I'm going to badmouth Zencaster. Which is fine, because you work for the competition, so we're like... Ooh, fuck them. I don't know, if you, maybe if you, if you don't want This me. is like, no, go for it. This is like DX driving the truck into... Yeah, not the... No, not the not tank. tank. It wasn't a tank. It was a tank, right on. With Zencaster, sometimes if we talk at the same time, one will like supersede the other one. Mm. I don't know if Michelle notices that as a listener. Mm. She's not. There is like a dip sometimes if, if people speak at once. But I think yeah. here on one mic, if we both talk, it'll just... It'll be fine. Yeah. And also, there's no delay. So if we try to sing, do a song, there's, there'll be no delay. It'll yeah. actually be on time. Yeah, I see. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes over you. You're just like heaven to touch. <laughs> this is getting a little bit gay now. Look in my eyes, what do you see? A deep, deep down. <laughs> Joe was singing a pizza version. A deep that's dish pan pizza all for me. Okay. Okay, so that's enough silly, silliness. Yeah. Now on with the weekend review. So Paul, we met up yesterday. You've been here Friday, staying with your, your cousin. Yes. Did you get in Friday morning, was it, or later? I got in Friday evening. Friday evening. Yeah, I, I flew into London, met my cousin Friday evening after, I'll just quickly tell the story, after I saw a group of 10 at the airport miss oh, yeah. their gate <laughs> and were jumping up and down angrily. And one guy kept saying... I was just standing over there. And I just thought it was so funny. But I got into London 7pm on Friday. Spent the night at my cousin's house with him and his wife playing Dreamcast games. Uh, Dynamite Cop, which was very fun, which is only about 20 minutes long. Crazy Taxi. Have you ever played oh, Crazy Taxi? No, no. I've very fun. Yeah. Um, and another game. What was the other game? Why am I asking you? You were Simpsons. A third game. Simpsons Wrestling. No, 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 no. What was it? Sonic 4. Oh, there's some other game. It doesn't matter. It's a Dreamcast game. I forget what it is. Oh, it was um, Power Stone. Power Stone. It's a fighting Stone. game. Very fun. All those games are really fun. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I never had a Dreamcast, but I might need to buy one. And you know what's funny? I, that just occurred to me. And this is totally random. This is the universe again. Acting in, in weird ways. The last time we did an in-person podcast, I was also wearing a Manchester United jersey. Ooh. And I'm wearing one right now because I was wearing a shirt and we were in the rain. And I put the jersey on because it was one of the And it just occurred to me when last time we did one, I was also wearing my United jersey. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I don't know. It rains a lot in the UK and Ireland. If, if, well, we, got, we just went for McDonald's and we got caught in the rain on the way back. But yeah, then I, I was with the cousin and then Saturday morning we met up Yeah, and I didn't see you originally. No, so we were on the other side of the ticket barrier and Paul's cousin was looking directly at us and we were, I was waving at him and he's probably going, <laughs> is that your friends or just... And I looked and I said no. <laughs> yeah, he said, is that your friends? And no. Nah, nah. It was, it was your friends actually. <laughs> no. No, because he said the person with the hat and there was another person with a hat oh, closer okay. and I thought that's who he was talking about. And then when I looked again... It's just like Fletch. Confess Fletch. <laughs> that's everyone, everyone's wearing Lakers, huh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've been 
we've been together ever since. We went for some nice food. I'll drop a little oh, yeah. plug ski. A little market on the mm. South Bank near Waterloo. Yeah, I had a vegan donut. Yeah. That just tasted nice. like a regular donut. I, I, yeah. I've never had vegan food before, by the way. Mm. That was the first time ever. But chips, technically, are vegan. No, no, but marketed as such. Okay, fair enough. Are chips vegan? I mean, it's better than the oil. Mm. Vegetable oil plus potato. That's vegan. I suppose. I, I don't know where the limits Paul are. Paul loves vegan food. He loves chips. The donut was really good. The donut was really good. I had a sausage. Big Polish sausage. That was nice. <laughs> Did you cuddle him afterwards? Ooh. And Michelle had chicken and chips, which took forever. Yeah, it took an hour to deliver. Slow. That was fun. And then we went to Marlowe's yeah. later on. Yeah, that was very nice. For so a burger. We'd never been there before, but we thought, let's risk it. And whew, pretty good burger. It was good. It was good. I will say, for Irish people who are maybe going to visit the UK at some point, Marlowe's is closer, I, I think, to Five Guys. Burger-wise. Yeah, yeah. The chips, no. The Style chips. Was I, I prefer Five Guys chips, if I'm being totally honest. Mm. But the burger was closer to Five Guys, and Honest Burger is closer to Bunsen Burger. Burger-wise, again. Yeah. But we had some nice meals. And then we had nice McDonald's today. Ooh. Ooh. A burp around here. And you've you've had an onslaught of uh, rosemary chips, basically. Yeah, I've 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 been to two places going in with no intention of having rosemary chips. The first place, in fact, I oh, didn't order the rosemary chips, I ordered the normal chips. And they give me the rosemary ones. And then in Marlowe's that was the only option. Rosemary yeah. salt. Yeah. Which was nice. But I would probably still Given the choice, just take salt. Yeah, that's fair enough. But the burgers were good, and then McDonald's today. But we got a lot in. We were, we, you know, we've had like a day and a half. We've we've seen two movies, three wrestling shows. Yeah. Two wrestling shows. Excuse me. Four uh, episodes of The Simpsons. An episode of Young Rock. Young Rock. We watched. I forgot we watched. That. We have to review that as well. Review that. Um. So that's what we're going to talk about. Basically, yeah. where do you want to begin? Well. Let's go in the chronological order. So we start. We actually went to see a movie as well before the the Marlowe's Burgers. Yeah. Um, we had a little walk around our local shopping centre, which was nice. Went to HMV. Paul got a few uh, Blu-rays. Yes. Uh, to take back, and we went to see Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, now, the Flash is out this week, which meant that all of the big screens at the kind of bigger cinemas were booked up with the Flash. Which we didn't want to see because it looks like a load of old ass. Um, so unfortunately, Spider-Man was only on the smaller screens, which is okay. You know, still good, good screens. But the one we booked, which is a local kind of smaller, it's a picture house, which is, tends to be you know more indie and foreign films and things like that. Mm. They have some quite small screens. So this one, I think, was like a sixty-seater or seventy-seater screen, which is fine. Um, however, the air conditioning was broken. And yeah. outside it was about 27 degrees. In the cinema, it was probably about 37 fucking degrees. Well, they, they advised us before we went in that that was the case. And if we wanted to leave, we had a 20-minute time limit. That was get a it refund, was like a wrestling yeah. match. It was Adam Cole. I assumed to get a yeah. refund, not just... You can't leave after 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they locked the door. <laughs> no, um, I, yeah, I mean, you get a refund. I didn't have a problem with the heat inside, did you? It wasn't unbearable, but it was it was uncomfortable. No, my bigger fear was when we got in and then a family with a baby sat down next to us. Yeah. For some reason, people like bring take kids to see these movies, like just generally. Well, They're bring... not really kids. It's not. It's animation, but it's not a kid's movie, really, is it? 
Would it a kid is. have followed that? But it's like, you bring your family to the cinema to see Spider-Man, that's fine. Yeah. But it, you know, why bring the baby? The baby isn't following It was plot. like, a, I, I don't know, I don't know how But the baby was, was very well behaved, though. Uh, Michelle said the baby said. Generally. Gurgling. Mostly gurgling. But it wasn't like screaming or mm, making loud noise. Well, no. Beginning and the end, I think it was a little bit. A little bit rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that that was, was in the film. Um, <laughs> you, you missed the baby Spider-Man character. It wasn't um, too bad, but with the heat and the baby... Girl, well, I expected it to be much worse. I expected it... Do you know when you get on a flight with a baby? Baby just shitting itself in two hours. And just crying. Crying, crying, crying. There was no crying. I didn't hear a shit noise. No, there was no um, shit. There was, there was no shit involved. Um, yeah, it was alright. And then the movie itself was... Um, I thought pretty good. I would say it kind of struggled to recreate the charm of that original one, which was a bit of a, an unexpected uh, delight. And it's always tough to recreate that kind of unexpected uh, charm. But it was, it was good. Just a bit long-winded, I think, at the beginning, particularly, and, and towards the end. Uh, and, of course, the there isn't an ending. It just it literally... <laughs> I thought Barry was exaggerating when he said it literally just ends and says to be continued. But it pretty much does just go, oh, that's the middle... That's the end of that act. Kind, kind of. It's I would like... say, though, there, it feels like there's an ending in the way that mm. the film has a pretty frenetic pace and goes, goes, goes. And then it kind of feels like it's slowing down and ending for about 25 minutes mm. and it never ends. Yeah, uh, maybe going, that's what threw me off because I, I was going. expecting another end, another kind of yeah. battle scene or some other big confrontation. Yeah. But the final because, one was the final one but then it just does another... Yeah, we had to spoil the scene where they're escaping from... Mm, uh, I thought that, that would be the big ending yeah. scene and you'd have five more minutes and yeah, yeah, yeah. that will set up, oh, what'll happen to our characters. It, it goes on for like another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then they set up all the stuff that's going to happen in the second one in the last 20 minutes of the first one. So it's like... But that can be... You can start the second film with that. Well, I know, exactly. Yeah, they, I don't think there was a need for that, but I think they wanted to hook... They wanted to hook people with that, but it was a bit... But, but I think also, from the moment that happened, where it went into what felt like the ending, there was still like... There was too much stuff... Crammed in. There's like three, I don't call them twists, but you had. Like, I was asking myself the questions like, oh, what's going to happen to Miles? Mm. Where is he going to end up? And then that gets answered, and then he meets someone, and then another thing happens, and then there's a twist. <laughs> it's like, I don't need that much. Just just let me. Where is he going to go? That's enough for me. You know, that, that's, that's my. Mm. That cliffhanger would have satisfied me. But I felt like by the time we got to the end of the film, we're in a totally different place to where we were at the beginning. It felt like, like ironically, because it's one half rather than a full movie, mm. it felt like two movies worth in one. Yeah. You know, it felt like almost proportionately uh, too much stuff happened. Yeah. But I, I really liked it, especially at the beginning. I thought um, the animation, as good as um, the first Spider-Verse looked, I thought this was even better. Mm. And I already held that as one of my... Well, I think one of the, be- the best-looking movies um, ever. I mean, it's not shot, really. It's what the animated. But it, like, it's beautiful. This was even more beautiful. I like some scenes are in a, in a location, and then it'll cut back, and the, the location's like... The background's gone. It's just like a yeah. painting now. So yeah, it's just yeah, colors, yeah. or it's just vibe, or mm-hmm. whatever. And it uses that really, really well. Um, so a big shout-out to Michelle's uh, husband of a friend who worked on it compliments to the chef on that one um, 
and I thought the sound was, was like the soundtrack was really good as well early on there was a fight mm. scene that had like a, a pretty lo-fi kind of yeah. beat to it rather than being uh, oh my god it was very kind of laid back which kind of made it feel unique and different and, and, and worked really well and the early scene where she's playing the drums in the band like a look and sound it's totally into that um one thing that I feel about it though is that I think it is much more fan servicey than the first one. Mm-hmm. Direct references to uh, Blorco, Blorco Spider Man, <laughs> and uh, other Spider Man properties that people would be familiar with are like directly referenced in this. Whereas mm-hmm. in the first movie, there was like the five Spider Men. Yeah. But it was all in service of the story. It never felt like, hey, Dutch. That Spider-Man from that famous thing. It was, you know, I I was never wasn't familiar with um, Neo Spider-Man, the Nicolas Cage one, or I thought they were a lot more interesting that group than the ones because there were fewer of them that you can concentrate on. Yeah, but also there's the you had like a comical one, you had the serious one. Whereas this, it was like you had the British Spider-Man, you had the Indian Spider-Man, you had the like Mexican Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it was like it didn't feel as interesting a range of characters. Yeah, you know? one thing as well with the British one is. Maybe I missed something, but didn't they set it up like, oh, Ho- Hobie, don't talk about Hobie. Something happens with Hobie. Yeah. And I'm he just shows up and there's no... I was expecting him to be a much bigger part of the, the movie, really. He is kind of in an under-the-surface way, mm. but I expected there to be like, we don't talk about Bruno, kind yeah. of, don't talk about Hobie, you know? And that was a Daniel Kaluuya mm. character. He was, was good. He was good in it, but yeah, I think the cast of characters maybe wasn't as interesting as mm. the first one. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I thought I thought a lot of the scenes kind of hit well. I liked the Miles stuff with his parents and the Miles and Gwen stuff. I thought it was all pretty decently good. Yep. There's one one major problem I had with it was the um, and it's quite an important plot point. I don't want to consider it a spoiler or anything, but there's there's a an idea in the film that things that happen to spider-man in various mm. universes has a much bigger impact on the universe than you might expect and the way they explained that didn't really make a lot of sense mm. to me um and that quite quite a big part of the film <laughs> kind of goes around that that idea i wasn't totally on board with that but um i don't know i gotta give it a thumbs up overall oh, yeah. yeah and i think a lot of the appeal of it is going to be more on its looks and sound i think mm. than I, I, one other thing about it is there's a lot more MCU style humour than there was in the first one. Mm. It didn't quite land well, for me. It was, wasn't funny. Correct. Well, there's one scene where <laughs> some of it's funny but it's just not. Was it when Gwen met her father and she is being all sarcastic mm. and snidey with him and it's like you're just, you're just being a bit annoying. Yeah. Not funny. like yeah. In the way the MCU characters can sometimes be. Um and then at the end we got the, the name of the third film Beyond, Beyond the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse. Um, but yeah very very enjoyable despite the um, the issues I had with it yeah. uh, I'm seeing here on, on Wikipedia with a runtime of 140 minutes I will say it is too long it was really long yeah. it's apparently the longest animated film ever produced by an American studio wow how about that it is too long it is, it is 20 minutes too 20 long. minutes too long I would agree on that the first the first one is a hair under two hours I believe yeah perfect perfect mate. I mean can we get back to kids movies as I only said this isn't one but yeah. can we get back to kids movies being 90 minutes 
Yeah, the kids, the kids aren't going to watch a two-hour. Well, they might, but then a two-hour Spider-Man movie that's deep in the lore of the various, like as far as the kids concerned, Peter Parker Spider-Man, that's yeah. it. or Miles Morales Spider-Man. That's it. This is Spider-Man twenty forty four, and it's Oscar Isaac being a vampire or not a vampire. Maybe he is. I don't know. And boring. Uh, forget about it. Um. <laughs> so that's the Spider-Man. I think I I, I did go on eight in the end on Letterbox, but that's mm-hmm. with a. An asterisk that it can come down to a seven. Ooh. On, on, you know, on more sleeps. Sleepy, sleepy, more sleeps. Sleep it, yeah. um, and then we watched a movie called... Confess Fletch. Okay. Confess Fletch with, with John Hamm, which I had never heard of. Mm. So it's, but yeah, it's a series of books previously adapted in the 80s or maybe early 90s with Chevy Chase. Mm. Fletch, who's kind of a humorous... Uh, Smart Alec, not a detective, but like investigative journalist who kind of pseudo detective, mm. um, who just flits about kind of solving crimes and being a bit being a bit glib, and having it off with sexy women. He does have it off with a woman. I did see that. Yeah, that was right at the beginning. Mm. Um, so this was this is directed by Greg Matolo, who did Super Bad and a few other films. Um, it was kind of enjoyable, but I I thought. It just reminded me of a, a TV pilot rather than an actual film, and I'm probably not surprised it wasn't like a big hit. Um, I, I think it was. Was it released theatrically? Yeah, it was. I never heard Brief, of it. Briefly, never heard of it. Um, so it was, kind of, it was kind of entertaining, but a little bit flimsy, and I don't think the stakes ever really were established. <laughs> I was going to say elevated, but they were never really any kind of. He was never really in danger. No. I think the plot is you know he he finds a dead body in the apartment he's renting. And then he's kind of considered the main suspect, and so he has to kind of set out to solve, you know, who really did it. Yeah, it's almost got murder, murder mystery mm. elements to it. Yeah, I thought it was fairly watchable. Yeah, I'd watch a TV if they did like an hour-long TV episodes with him as Fletch. Right. I'd probably watch that kind of mystery of the week type thing because John Hamm's very charming. He's very he's funny. He's good, and he's very charming. Um, I think it just needed supporting cast and a bit and a bit and a better plot, a kind of beefier plot with a bit of bit of danger in it. Like I, I've never seen the Chevy Chase ones, but I can no. imagine they're a bit more like those kind of classic seventies, eighties, like Agatha uh, Christie style. Not Agatha Christie, but almost like you get those kind of thrillers. Um, it's a weird comparison, but like um, Sister Act. Something like that, where someone, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone's on the run. It's a bit of a comedy kind of thriller. Like yeah, someone's yeah. on the run from the mob, or they've got to get somewhere. Or right. there's the one we watched, oh, I forget what it was called, with Goldie Horn and. Uh, yeah, Terry Chase was in that, Dudley Moore, um, whatever that film's called. But yeah, it's kind of like um, someone gets caught up, and your average person gets caught up in a kind of. Uh, criminal conspiracy, and they have to figure out their foul foul play. Was that film? Um, so well, that, I don't remember that. Yeah, film. thanks. Um, that's what kind of I would imagine Fletch to be, but it usually pretty you know high stakes, and you you're very kind of sympathetic for the the protagonist. Which this didn't quite have that. No, I think I said after we watched this it, kind of movie that in two months' time I will have completely forgotten about. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. It was okay. It was right. John Ham, John Ham's very likable. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he'd be good in the lead as a kind of more of a TV series yeah. type setup. Um, I gotta say, some of the accents in this film were Trophy. absolutely abysmal. Um, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, it was it was fairly light. It was mm-hmm. it was like a little little cracker. Little. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a prime rib, you know. It was no. a little. No. It was a little McDonald's fries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those are the two movies we watched. Uh, we didn't watch Dynamite together, but let's talk about it briefly. Yeah. Because it was a good show. Oh, it was a good, very good show. Well, first Dynamite. Because oh. we, didn't, we didn't watch it together, but it is noteworthy. So, Dynamite opened up with uh, MGF Adam Cole, mm. Eliminator. In retrospect, I should have copped on. When a big match like this opens, they do a time limit drop. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It yeah. didn't even occur to me. I, 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 by the way, was I'd fallen hook, line, and sinker for mm. this. I'd com- mm. not even considered... The possibility of a time limit draw. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd seen the ending on the way back from the airport when I flew this week, so I uh, I knew what happened. Actually, I was very confused because I was watching it with the sound off on my phone. Yeah, and the match just ends, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What happened? <laughs> What's the finish then?" And I figured it out it was it was time limit. Right. Um, yeah, a great match, really. And uh, Adam Cole's best match, I think, in AEW. Yes. And MJF always, you know, always delivers. MGF's fifth or sixth match of the year. <laughs> no, he's got to have more surely now, hasn't he? I don't think so. It's six. Very every every match he has is great though. Mm. Um, I like the spot where he had the ring on, and he went to Biff Adam Cole with it. Yeah, and and he got caught with it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, very very, very good, very good stuff. Um, and Adam Cole wanted five more minutes. Yeah, and MGF said no. Nah. <laughs> that's good I think he agreed, agreed to it and then run away <laughs> like yeah yeah let's have five more minutes and then he just like rolls out the room no I mean I, that that to me would be the perfect use of the the heel staple you want five more minutes you got it just not tonight ooh <laughs> I, would, I would have probably mm. Mm. Um, but yeah Jeff uh, Jeff had enough and, and rightfully so because look champion's advantage if you don't beat the champion 30 you don't get five more minutes. You Sorry, don't, don't be begging for five more minutes. You, know, you didn't beat it's him. It's like the away goals rule. You know, it's on the onus is on you to win. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Sammy Guevara return. What do you make of this? Suddenly, he's a kind of a babyface again. Yeah, they're, they're trying very hard. Why? I mean, I, that doesn't feel like organically. I know, and he's he's really bad at it. So why are they, why are they trying so hard? I mean, it's funny because Darby out Jericho and Sting later came out. But Darby Allen said two kind of really notable things in the promo. One is that he said, oh, the crowd seem to be into you now. You know, Sammy, they're on your side. And he was like, what the fuck? And then later on, he said to Jericho, you know, you may be the wizard, but when you step in the ring, the magic is gone. And I was like, ooh, it's got one one statement that was completely false and one that was probably a little bit too too true. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have actually said that because it's, it's, it's really true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're just... Guevara's having a baby, a baby girl, so why not parlay that into trying to turn him baby face mm. again? But seems a bit um, inorganic, like I said, mm. a little bit quick. Um, so yeah, so we're getting um, Sting, Darby, Jericho, Guevara and Dynamite yeah. this coming week, are we? Pretty good. And that's apparently the first time Jericho and Sting have been in the ring together. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. In how long? 40 years? 20, yeah. Well, Jericho's 20, 25. Jericho's been around since the early 90s. So yeah, it would still be 30, oh, 30 years. Yeah. Um, 
Sonata was shown uh, mm-hmm. issuing an open challenge. And I love open challenges in wrestling where just someone two hours later goes, yeah, go on. Yeah, no one else clamors for it. It's just... No. <laughs> or maybe they did, we didn't see it. See, I would like there to be a little bit more administration to that. Mm. I know we're like very close to the view already. But Excalibur says, Tony Khan, we've just heard that the open challenge, we have two people going for it. It's going to be decided in a match tonight, Jungle Boy against... Mm. Uh, swerve I don't know mm, mm, mm. Uh, speaking of we had uh, Orange Cassidy Darby Allen Sting and Keith Lee defeating the mogul Embassy yeah. <coughs> uh, very fun however we do got to talk about Keith Lee uh, what's happened to this lad why is, why is he so slow now yeah what happened when he was the same size when he was jumping about the place and floating uh, I think he was giving up I don't know what happened to him. He's, just, he's, he's not got the motivation. Maybe. Stop dyeing the hair. Stop jumping about. I don't mind him dyeing the hair. No, I don't I, mind. I no, because I think that almost... Were he wrestling the same way, that would almost play into that. That he's like this unassuming... You look at him and go, this, this owl fella, yeah, yeah. bit out of shape. Like, what's he going to do? And then he's doing topes over the top rope mm. and, you know, leapfrogs and stuff. He's he's approaching Kevin Nash speed. <laughs> like very slowly. He, he's I, I gotta say the last month or two I've I've not mm. not been impressed by Keithley mm. at all. Uh, I mean he moves worse than Sting. That's true. And Sting is sixty four. Sixty four. Although Sting <laughs> Sting was falling about the ring towards the end of this as well. Um, but yeah, I mean the match was very fun. Um, a lot of good guys in there. We also had. Um, Brian Cage dressed as Sting. Oh so yeah, that was confusing. That was obviously some kind of hero moment That's for him, true. I guess. Don't do that. You're the heel. <laughs> um, we had the guns issuing a challenge to the Hardys. Uh, Wardlow defeated Hager to retain the TNT title. <laughs> Jesus, those two again. Oh, those boys. Gosh. Um, and then Luchasaurus and, and Christian had beaten up Iron. Which obviously led into what happened on Collegiate. Mm. Last night, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi-san uh, challenged MJF for the uh, the world title. And I liked the cut back to MJF. Just declining. Yeah. <laughs> declining no. the match. No. But then they could have, again, done something with that. Mm. Uh, instead of just announcing later that that was what was happening. Yeah. Like... He's, he's still saying no, but... But presumably there has to be a contract signed or something. That's wrestling has established that for the longest mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what I would have done here is I would have shown the graphic with a question mark on it. <laughs> MGF against Tanahashi, maybe, or Tony Tony Khan's telling him what's happening. Um, Tony Storm, Sky Blue, was good. Was good. Sky Blue, two good performances this week. He's very good. Yeah, it's good little. She's very good. Woman. Although she had not not quite as good a performance. I don't know if you watched it. On Hey EW. I haven't seen that yet. Mm. Hey EW. She does that thing where she's talking into her chest. Oh, no, no, no. She got... Come on. Liven herself up a bit. Liven up and be entertaining. She is very young. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on that. And the match was very good. Um, Renee Paquette was backstage with Hook and Jungle Jack. And Jack Perry said he feels naked without championship gold, so he officially accepts Sonata's mm. IWGP uh, open challenge. And she asked Hook his thoughts, and Jack Perry 
this uh, was great. interrupted and said, you know, don't worry about it, you're my best friend. Be in my corner at the pay-per-view. And they gave a little fist bump. This was Maggie Simpson in the future. <laughs> what do you think, Maggie? <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, it no, gets no, no, interrupted. All right, well, let me put forward a, a prediction here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not going to be Jungle Hook Boy turn heel. That's, that's obvious, right? Yeah. Specifically, they set up at the start of the year Jungle Boy's promise. He's going to win gold mm-hmm. before the year's out. Who has gold? Hook. That's, that, that's where I think they're going. So he's not going to turn on him, but they are going to... I think he's going to turn on him. Oh, he will And take him. his gold. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I can see him going for titles. He'll go for this title, mm. maybe one or two more, mm. and lose. And then say, wait a minute, this guy's got gold. Yeah. And he'll, he'll take it out and hook, and, and I that'll be it. I will lose, though. That's the only thing. But yeah, I could happen. Well, Hook's got to lose at some stage, mm. right? No. I think so. Just have him win forever. No. I think my prediction is that the goal that Jack Perry will win before the end of the year is the FTW. That would be so lame, though. It's the only thing such a shit belt. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's that again. Kind of plays into. I suppose it'll be serious. And then Hook can obviously Mm. get 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 the win back unless unless he gets Hulk Hogan. Um. Then we had the Young Bucks and Hangman. I refuse to use their uh, trio's name. Uh, defeated the BCC. I think it's the first uh, BCC loss in, in trios. Uh, could be. Uh, very good match. Very, very good. Very good. And also had a very good, very notable post-match where uh, Eddie Kingston returned to AEW. Ooh! World's collide. The world is cold, but knuckle up. The world is cold, but knuckle up. I will say, he wasn't looking... That's uh, right. I'm looking the sveltest. <laughs> if I, if I, I, th- I think he's still better than he was. I mean, he used to be really big when he first debuted, and he had the big old pregnant belly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even saying specifically, specifically his uh, physique. Oh, even the shirt he had was a little too short to the point that it was like you could see Cops the up. gap between the bottom of the shirt and the. Well, it was uh, yeah. Do I you know what I mean? Like if 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 you got a little bit of tumby, like as I do, yeah, you wear a longer shirt. I wonder if he walked, just sort of grabbed that shirt. It wasn't his shirt. Because it was. Because it was. <laughs> no, no shirt on. No, because it was. Lo, the shirt was Lois Rules, which is a reference to Tony Schiavone's wife. So I. Because then he, he took a picture of Tony Schiavone okay, and Schiavone's okay, son. Okay, so okay. I wonder if he just like back borrowed the shirt and said, "Oh, I'll wear that tonight." Yeah, it. Um, and it was actually a, a good size look. too small for him. I think that that's that's my biggest Rather. concern. Accentuate the positives. Hide so the negatives. Don't accentuate the. Exactly. The I mean, it was accentuated to be honest. Oof. Uh, he came out and fought with um, Claudio. Anyway, we, lo- we love Eddie Kingston first and foremost. I'm very happy he's back. Um, we had then uh, Takeshita hitting the ring. Came out. One of my favourite acts currently in AEW. Which led to Kenny Omega hitting the ring. Shirtless once again. He doesn't. He only wears jeans these days. Do you know? Yeah. Always has the body out. Uh, he gets attacked in turn by Will Ospreay. And so it was good old schmoz to... Uh, Go off the air. Very entertaining. Very reminiscent of early two thousand Smackdown. Mm, I'd say. Mm. I used to love that when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Fucking DX are beating up Austin. It's the Rock Corporation. Came. Loved it. Love. Love. Loved it. Um. Okay. Now we good. Very good episode. Now we transition to was very good. We transition to what we actually watched watched here in London. We start with. 
actually what will be this for me Rampage, the final edition of Rampage. So I, I said last week that mm. that was it. Mm-hmm. But we needed something to do. We, need, we had three hours. We got back at like, well, actually it was 10 o'clock. Nine, nine, ten o'clock. So we had three hours to fill before Collision came on. Yeah. So, uh, didn't, well, we watched Confess Fletch. Then we didn't really have time for another movie. So it was... Yeah. yeah. So we did a Rampage. United Empire defeated Chaos in, in a very fun match. Uh, yeah, it was good. Very fun. I thought Rocky Romero looked good. Osprey, of course. Jeff Cobb and Kyle Fletcher making up United Empire. That was a good little match. It was kind of a, a what I thought was going to be an Osprey showcase. He actually spent not a huge amount yeah, of time in the ring. Yeah, he barely got in the ring. Um, he did get the win with the hidden blade after Kyle Fletcher hit a tombstone, mm. quote unquote, which actually looked more like a body slam. I think I meant when we were watching I said it looked like when Matt Riddle used to do the tombstone yeah. and it started looking so much like not a tombstone they just stopped Stop pretending it was one yeah. bro Derek I think he started calling right, it right right because uh, you see that a lot these indie fucking geeks <laughs> they do they do tombstone they don't drop to their knees yeah, yeah, yeah. they almost lean forward right it doesn't look good it's like a front front forward it's like front slam yeah yeah that's that's what that's what happened here. Then Osprey at the hidden blade for the win. Um, Ty Valkyrie defeated Trish Adora. Very short. Very short. Sure. I, I think Ty Valkyrie is pretty good. I like the promo and yeah. She does Her and would be good. Yeah. That's on Dynamite this week as well. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Hardy Boys accepted the Guns Challenge. Uh, you were saying that my Hardy's going to say delete, delete. He didn't, he didn't. say delete. No. It's weird. He usually does. He did not say that they would be deleted. Because none of that, unfortunately. Um, and then Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy does this thing now that you, I see a lot of um, sober people who had been drug addicts or mm. alcoholics before, which is they, they speak in an overly verbose way, almost to prove how sober they are. Right, right, right. He's like the guns. You, you're meticulous in your ways against the heart. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about that? Anymore? But look, if, he, if, he's, if he's doing he's well at the end of the day, you know, good for him. Uh, Mark and Papa Briscoe and Aubrey Edwards <laughs> defeated <laughs> Jeff, Karen and Jay Lethal. Uh, this is a house show match. This is good fun, though. It was fun. We were popping, sorry, you rewound <laughs> to rewatch a Papa Briscoe clothesline. It was so good. Yeah, so don't, don't be giving me this is a house show match. You, this was actually, we were more into this than the other two matches. <laughs> we were more into this than when they did the cat, the punk the cat fight. I can't fight! <laughs> um, this was good. This is good fun. It, it wasn't uh, very serious, but it was good fun. <laughs> Aubrey smashed the guitar over Jay Lethal's head. Yeah. And Edwards beat her with a figure four. Ironically, so yeah, Jeff yeah. Jarrett's very well-known for his number of and Jay Lethal. Mm. Uh, Ty Valkyrie and Chris Statlander had a little back and forth mm-hmm. in which Ty Valkyrie was ten times the promo Chris Statlander was. Yeah. Unfortunately, okay. Chris Adler, Statlander was very stiff. Um, then we had uh, Konosuke Takeshita and Bandito in the main event, which was a hell of a match. That was very good. I mean, the down... Yeah. Apparently, Bandito got injured, hurt his wrist. But uh, it was a bloody good match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very, very good. But let's get... Now that we have Collision and Dynamite, let's get to catch the 
Oh, he's not on Rampage anymore. No, 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 he used to be on Collision. He's on he, all the bad boys. Where the bad boys play? Where the bad boys go? AW Collision. Speaking of, we finally arrived at our main event of the evening, which was AW Collision. Um, and we opened with CM Punk in the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we opened, we opened with, with Saturday Night's Arrival. Saturday Night's Arrival. Which is very odd. I actually think it would be alright, but it just does not fit the the video package. Cause it's, but is that because we're conditioned? I think because I, I, I could see that someone using that song on like ITV for you can imagine like an Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway yeah. using that as from like some wacky thing but you know a lot of these videos it's it's someone stand posing backstage like mm, look at me I'm yeah. tough Miro and then a move or something it just doesn't seem to fit that I think it needed to be a really like fast paced intro with lots of you know action and stuff it would have Worked, but yeah, it was a bit strange. But I'll, I'll, great song, great song. CM Punk started. CM Punk comes out with a bag and boots around his neck. <laughs> Did look a bit like he was been chucked out by his wife. Just <laughs> <laughs> turned the wings and he was not apologizing. <laughs> Tell me when I'm lying. Tell me when I'm lying. Tell me you're fucking lying. Um, stuff off. <laughs> um. So he came out, and he didn't. He didn't quite. As from the moment he came out, he wasn't quite. Like you think back to that original um, debut, where he was all emotional and jumping into the crowd. He came out and he was very. He, he had something to say. Nonchalant, yeah. very stoic, and yeah, he 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 had something to say. I think the promo that he had in mind conceptually was a little bit better than than ultimately what we got. The um, no, that's right. Boots around the neck. He uh, explained at the very end. As being, uh, people want me to put these boots down and uh, retire. But mm-hmm. actually, until these boots are filled, they're going to stay on my feet. Right, yeah. It's a good line, actually. Good line, but it's a little bit cute. Bringing the boots down and then that's it. That's prop, the ever. Prop comic. Also, he then um, had, a, had a bag, which he never explicitly said what was in it. But he very heavily implied it was the AW World title yes. that he, he vacated upon injury. The belt never came out of the bag, and he never explicitly said what it was. I wonder why. Because it what? wasn't really in there. <laughs> we'll just have a replica in it. Like. I think it's more powerful not to show it. It's like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. You don't actually show it. <laughs> okay. You hint at it, you're like, you know what's in here, I'm not going to tell you. But then he didn't have the bag when he came out for a minute. Mm. Mm. Curious. Maybe we never see it, see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of the promo itself? Uh, I mean, as always with Punk, it felt very real and very important, uh, even though the, the content wasn't necessarily that substantial. I mean, all he really said was... I didn't even say a lot. What did he say? He said, I'm back. He said, I'm I, still the best. I said, I'm, no, the, the promo was basically, I'm real, and if I'm too real for you... You're a bitch. Sorry. You're softer than your Sorry about wrestlers. it. Yeah. Fuck off. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, you know what? What was the name he said? This guy calls me. Oh, one name. Bill Phil. He calls me one Bill Phil. Because <laughs> I'm the only real thing in a world full of counterfeit books. Oh, oh daddy. Oh, snap. Oh, daddy. He told them. Sure, um, I would have honestly, you know, I think I said to you as you're watching it, this feels to me like a work. Mm-hmm. This this promo to me felt very wrestling, very worky. 
and like you like you say he, he often comes off as authentic and as real mm. I would have liked the promo to have been a little bit realer than it was and not in the sense of uh, burying people or mm. I would have honestly liked him to say look I've been gone because of this situation mm-hmm. I'm sorry it happened he wouldn't necessarily have to apologize in specific I'm sorry it happened but I'm back and here we go Mm-hmm. But he just like doubled down. He's like, if you rest as you like it too soft, and, and if you're sorry about it, if you like them, yeah, like, okay, a little bit. People think he's a prick for some reason. By the way, well, yeah, <laughs> what's that about? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I thought I thought the problem was very good. Mm-hmm. He's obviously very watchable and very authentic feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I said. That, the content of it, I thought, was a little bit self-serving, and uh, it didn't get any. There was no feud established, unless, you, like you say, this is a work and it is actually going to lead to it. And what? Where was the story? Where was the feud for Collision for what he's doing? There was nothing. Was no, just... and 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 you're right in that. In terms of, it can't all be insidey stuff. If the feud is going to be him and the yeah. lead, there has to be some on-screen reason yeah. for that as well. And the most we got was Karen Fit books, which was. I think not as good a line as he thought it was. Mm. But it was. Um, we had the TNT title match between Luchasaurus and Wardlow. Uh, yeah. Two big boys. Two big boys. Clean each other up. But yeah. Luchasaurus good. Yeah. Luchasaurus got powerbombed. He did. From the powerbomb position, not from the corner. No, he got him up. Which yeah. I love. He's strong Wardlow. I mean, he's... he's a strong boy. Although there was a bit where he was trying to power slam Luchasaurus he had him up on his he reversed the yeah. tombstone yeah. and he couldn't quite get his leg up yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he got him down anyway but um, in the end Christian hit him in the head with a camera yes and knocked him out and not, a, not a big camera though it, was like a... it wasn't quite X-Pac hitting it Undertaker. wasn't a big video camera it was a, a fully loaded 99 it was like a little Nikon little handheld DSLR yeah <laughs> uh, that, was I wouldn't have, that would have knocked me over I think I think if I was Wardlow, I'd be like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. You're not. I'm not getting beaten by a little camera. You need to be. You need to well, Luke Soros hit him with a big, a big lariat afterwards. It needs to be one of those big old-fashioned Hollywood cameras with like the crank on the side. Like <laughs> hit me with that. I'm not going down. But this is the thing. These wrestlers today, they need the instinct to say, look, if I'm going to get beaten. I need to get like knocked out. It's kind of like you said once with Ricky Starks getting attacked backstage. I think by the Dark Order. Right. And it's like if that was the Rock. He wouldn't have got beaten down. He'd have, he'd have beaten them all up. He'd have smashed them all and stood tall even before the match. Yeah. I think a lot of these wrestlers need to think about their, how they come across and be a little bit more selfish and be like, I mean, it's a stupid example with the camera, but you know what I mean? Like, to me, I looking at it, I was like, oh, it's only a little camera. I mean, I don't know. Because sometimes they get hit with a belt shot and they kick out from that. So Yeah, I'm trying to think. They, they were probably thinking, what what do we have that's at ringside Yeah. that would work in terms of story? But like, you can hide anything under the ring. They could have used anything. Um, yeah. Could have hit him with a... Big dinosaur bone. A plant pot or something. Yeah. A big dinosaur bone. Because Luchasaurus is a... Like from the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, they get a big comical dog bone. Yeah. <laughs> Bossy mum, isn't it? I'm going to say that, that might have been a bit too silly. Oh, okay, but, but I like the creativity. Uh, I also like that Christian is, for all intents and purposes, the champion. Yeah, Christian grabbing the belt. That was a kind of nice touch of it, I think. Was, was he, didn't, he didn't give the belt. Sorry, he mm. held the belt. Like, mm. Luchasaurus had the belt. So I kind of feel like it's Christian as the champion and Luchasaurus the belt. 
Yes. Which I've never really seen before from a heel. That's quite funny. The heel's a champion. Yeah. He's not really a champion, but he's a champion. Never wrestles, never defends it. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that's quite funny. Uh, we didn't get Powerhouse Hobbs in action. We only got him backstage that he's no. going to be in the, in the oh, Owen. Yes. No, him and good. Ricky. Too good, yeah, too good. I hope they, they stack it up this time. I don't want any fodder in there. <sighs> too many eight, geeks in the last I want eight thing. stars in there. The last Owen tournament was not great. No. Okay, speaking of great. Speaking of greatness. Two big-breasted men. Ooh, Andrade Elidolo and Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I loved it. And Andrade did the whole time I said, I hope he does that move where he just <laughs> does the kick into the elbow. And he did it. It was great. It was really good. They, and, and for people who, um, who complain that there's not enough selling in wrestling today. Yeah. This had a lot of one night sell on the knee, one night mm-hmm. sell on the elbow, to the point where during the break they did a double, like, are they injured spot? <laughs> that was pretty clever. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and Andrade got the win with the figure eight. Shades of the Misses. A bit cute, but... Uh, it's alright. A bit cute, but... This is great. You've got two... They're both very athletic and doing a lot of moves, but they're also enormous. They look like they could fit into early 90s WWF. You know yeah. what I mean? They wouldn't look out of place. They're both so fucking massive. Yeah. But they're wrestling like work rate boys. Do you know the music video Kanye West did with um, <laughs> Lil Pump? <laughs> no. What's the name of that song? Where it's, uh, I'm gonna have to look. We are in person now, so we can just do it. Um, people listen will know what I'm talking about. Look up Kanye West, Lil Pump. West. Lil, Lil Pump. Pump. I love it. That's the song. All right, wait till mm-hmm. wait till the image loads. All right, we're looking it up, folks. I hope you're looking up on YouTube at, at home. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll get I'll get it over here. Don't worry. Um, just make sure we don't we don't mess up the recording. That's the important bit. Um. Kanye West Little Pump, right? I'm going to show Joe this. And this is what I picture. That's what I picture (laughs) Buddy Matthews and and Andrade in their suits looking like. Oh my word, let's... Boyfriend is the door, make love in London. That's enough, we don't want to get copyright strike. But it's basically, in the video, they have these giant kind of suits on yeah they're not suits just clothes but they're like big square shoulders yeah, yeah, yeah. out to here that's what those two those two boys would look like I think I don't, know <laughs> um, I don't like the song at all but <laughs> I'm not happy we played that um, the match was really really really, really good um, and then I mean the figure eight at least you know with body body had been sent the knee the whole match that made sense at least um, and I'll try this finisher the old hammerlock DDT is a little Mm. Laborious mm. setup, anyway. Uh, Andrade, who's seemingly a babyface now, offered the handshake, mm. but the house of black appeared. In <gasps> Beat to fuck out of him. House of black, the casa del negro. That's correct. That's what it would be. Um, speaking of, we had Tony Nice in the ring uh, for a match with the returning Miro, <laughs> seemingly also a babyface. I face. think Nice. Because your niece came out and said that the crowd were all fat and ugly yeah. and they needed to do exercise. So I think he might have been the hill. Yes. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we stood up and we were going to touch our toes, but Miro, Miro came out. Yeah, hopefully. And beat his ass. He did. Nice. Yeah, Miro wasn't selling anything. Oh, we, um, didn't, we didn't talk about the commentators. 
There's not really much to say. <laughs> I think well, they were there good. is. Let me oh, let, let me criticize. Okay, Kevin Kelly and Nigel, I think, were perfectly mm-hmm. fine throughout. Yeah, and I, I made the reference like commentators can either be really good, i.e., Taz Excalibur, yeah, or at least be anonymous, intrusive, yeah, non-intrusive. Yeah, you know, the worst you can be is bad, i.e., Jim Ross most of the time. Yeah. Uh, your man who does Raw now, the little Irish fella. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, There's a lot of bad commentators. Kevin Kelly and Nigel were at least serviceable and listenable, mm-hmm. with the following exceptions. Uh, Nigel McGuinness cannot say the name Christian for some reason. Christian. Christian. Christian Cage. Christian. And Kevin Kelly cannot say Andrade El Idolo. Andre El Didlo. Andre El Didlo. Andre El Didlo. Um, and also Kevin Kelly, or it might have been Nigel, I don't remember, uh, called Miro's finisher the Camel Clutch. Immediately after he had said, Game over! And that's the name of the move. It's called the Game Over. And he did beat him with it. And he did, he did like, I, you know when he does the, the Game Over and sometimes he'll like fall onto mm. his back? Mm. I think that looks a bit shit when he does that. Because then you don't have the bend on the back anymore. Right, just right. off him. I like when he just does the classic Game yeah, Over. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Uh, another good Sky Blue performance here with Willow. Very good. Getting the win in her hometown over the outcasts. Uh, it's very nice. She hit a code blue, which sometimes she does a little bit wonky. But here, here it looked really good. Got the win. Uh, Ricky Starks put himself at the tournament. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett announced a concession oh, stand brawl for Dynamo with Mark Briscoe. Uh, the acclaimed were out in what turned out to be a, a totally superfluous nothing segment where nothing happened. And his raps are boring these days as well. Do you think that's a little bit to do with them being not heels anymore? Possibly. I think I think he yeah, he just comes out and it's you need that little bit little bit of zap for the Z. Yeah. Just not got it. Uh, Maybe it's the powers that be, it's it's standards and practices of uh Zap. And then we see M Punk and FTR against Jay White, Juice Robinson, Smojo. Our main event. Thirty five minutes uh with the show left they started making the entrances. So we were kind of hoping. We were like, oh, big angle. There's gonna be some kind of angle at the end because they're not. They're presumably not going to wrestle after that. No. Uh, they did exactly that. There was no angle at the end. Mm. Um. The best part of the match was obviously the Punk Joe stuff. Yeah. So you would think that's the direction they're going to be going in because the crowd were totally in on it, and uh, we were as well. Brilliant match, I thought. Very exciting. It was. It was very very good. Um, Punk looked good, I would say, for someone who hadn't wrestled in nearly a year. Yeah, he kept it a bit more, a bit more simple. Um, <laughs> he did his little elbow drop. The still he did look, do the terrible. Still looked like shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Punk Joe, I wouldn't mind them running that back. Oh hell yeah! I gotta say, I don't know what I really get out of Punk FTR as a team. Um, they're okay. Like. So they have chemistry. They're not. They're not daddy ass and the acclaimed. You know. They're just mates. They're just, they're both good separately, but not. It doesn't really. Yeah. Add much together. But Punk Joe, let's do it. That'd be great. Let's do it. Go an hour. Go an hour. <laughs> and that's the wrestling for the week. That was it. That was um. Good. So we did wrestling. We did the movies. We they haven't talked about. Young Rock. We also watched an episode of Young Rock. Did you like the episode of Young Rock? I did not like the episode of Young Rock. <laughs> Allowing for the numerous inaccuracies, did you like the episode of Young Rock? 
No. <laughs> it's really good. Correct. It wasn't f- correct answer. Put aside, put aside. Yeah, it's historically inaccurate. So it's set in the summer of 1998 when The Rock is feuding with Triple H and kind of ascending up the card, and the whole thing is about him having to make this decision of like, how is he going to almost like politic his way to the top and become The Rock? You know, he's currently in the nation. He wants to move from mid card to main event. Yeah. So it's kind of telling that story, which is an interesting enough, you know, story, but. Um, first of all, a lot of inaccuracies, yeah, matches and promos that were completely wrong. Um, I, I mean, I've, I'd seen pictures of a lot of the, the wrestlers, like the Triple H actor and the Steve Austin actor. It doesn't prepare you for actually seeing them in the show. I mean, the Steve Austin character is about nine inches shorter than The Rock's character. is hilarious. <laughs> if I was Austin, I'd be furious. Austin, Austin was about 180 pounds. I'd be driving so. out to Hollywood and hitting a few stunners. They're all tiny as well. Yeah. Actually, the guy who's Triple H was fairly jacked, I would say, but not. Triple H in '98 was fucking huge. Yeah. Um, so I yeah didn't enjoy the historical inaccuracies, but also it wasn't particularly funny, was it? Like, did no. you laugh once? I laughed at how bad some of the yeah yeah <laughs> the Vince McMahon guy. The Vince McMahon guy is awful. He's like anti-charisma. Just. But he doesn't sound or look zero reason. like Vince McMahon. And I understand acting is not necessarily doing the impression. You can bring the... No, but Vince McMahon has an interesting character. Vince McMahon is so, well, he's, he's such a specific, compelling, known character that you kind of have to at least... And this guy is... <laughs> but aside from how he sounded or looked, he didn't bring any of Vince McMahon's character to the screen. No. He just, he just was... He was like something out of Entourage. He was like a plot device. Plot. Mr. Basil Exposition. He was just like, huh, you shouldn't have done that. Well, he didn't even do huh. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, he so that was me adding a little bit more. You were you did a better Vince than he did. I could have done a better Vince if you'd just my hair back and give me a blade. Like if I had one of those suits that Kanye West was wearing, I could kind of look like Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pal, when I were ten minutes over, goddamn pal, fucking got over, pal. All he did, all he did was he went, "Hey, I told you twenty minutes. You went too long. Don't do. Oh, that was good, good shit, brother." And Pat Patterson again, another person with a very distinct accent and way of speaking. And it was just a generic American I'm accent. Pat Patterson. I'm Pat Patterson. <laughs> Hello. Hello, The Rock. Hello, The Rock. Pat Patterson. The Rock. The go banana. Go banana. 20 minutes in the ring. Banana. Hey, Briscoe, have a banana. Um, but obviously most people, I don't know. My, my, if, if the people that watch Young Rock, well, they don't anymore because it's been cancelled. <laughs> but who would watch this who doesn't like it? I know, that's the thing. If you're like a non-wrestling fan who watches it because you're like interested in The Rock. You're not going to know that Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon are very distinct characters. Or that Brian Gewirtz is a writer who is The Rock's mate and was told to fuck off. But then the point is, the characters are just boring then. Like, you know what I mean? We know the real characters are more interesting than these sitcom characters. So I do like when you have The Rock at his peak wrestling shape. And then it cuts to the actual Dwayne Johnson Mm -hmm. from today. And he's about twice the size. That's, That's true, though. If you think back to the Rock in '98, he, he was he's still pretty big, right? He was big, but he was like he looked a lot skinnier than he does now. He was on far yeah, well he's fewer no, supplements. I don't want to. Mm, he is now. You said it, not me. Um, he's lifting heavier weights these days. That's uh, <laughs> he's lifting something <laughs> and putting it somewhere. We'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. Um, there was one scene where he like called his family, and they were just. There's no, no point to the scene. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bit where he's driving and your man goes, nice car, learn to drive it. And he's like, Eureka, 
that's re- that's what wrestling should be. I have to lure him in with a little. It's like that's such bollocks. It's such nonsense. Ugh. Very very um, very self serving again. Very annoying. Mm. Uh, your man who plays Rock is, is, is decent. He's alright actually. Like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It, it's it's so simplified down where he's like. Um, where, where Triple H is, is mad at him because he uh, what, what was the reason he was upset at him um, oh because he, he gave the him rock. the uh, he gave he did an impression of him oh yeah he and did, went a minute too he did long the 20 minutes uh, yeah which, which definitely happened in, buried, uh, in summer 98 yeah, by the way exactly. but Triple H was angry at him because he did that um, and so like it, it, it really reducted it reduced it down to like wrestling is like high school which it is to an yeah, extent but definitely he would have been like there was they, they deleted scene where someone shit in his bag <laughs> you know that, that didn't make the show for some reason nah. um, so yeah it was, it, was, it was very very simplified and yeah everything was wrong like The Rock came up with it. there's one bit in, yeah again as Joe said this is summer of 1998 where they're feuding over the Intercontinental title in a ladder match The Rock calls him the cerebral assassin at one point uh, <laughs> and the game uh, that was like two years away from it. Oh. But I think with this kind of show, you can't get hung up on that stuff. No. This, this is a show made by dum-dums to be watched by dum-dums. Well, That's it was. Good. Well, no, I don't want to show. No, it I, was a show. Yeah, yeah. It's not anymore. Oh, rest in peace. R.I.P. We'll never get to see uh, The Rock turn heel at Survivor Series 98. Unless that was the finale of this one. I don't know. We didn't get that Could far. Could be. Um, well, we did see The Rock... In 2003, as a heel, because they, they, they pretended that he did the rock concerts oh, in yeah. that day as well. We won't get with the to little, see the little vest on. We won't get to see 99 2000 rock be incredibly homophobic every week. And no, talk about how everyone else sucks dicks and how uh, Kevin Kelly is a hermaphrodite. <laughs> oh God, that didn't make the cut either. Oh God, Jesus. Um, I don't remember in, in, even in wrestling though using suck dicks I, I missed that one maybe not literally but strudel you know, the rock strudel sucking on the rock strudel that kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was young rock That was we didn't enjoy that one no uh, yeah that was about it and then today we just had a little walk around went to a park at a McDonald's yeah it's been a bit rainy so we're not, not quite as good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah right good, good weekend that's their money's worth I think what are we nearly at about an hour that's enough for yeah that whole little sons of bitches. No, we're still recording, Paul. Listeners. Friends. Listeners, listeners friends, devoted. Devoted pals. And so that is it. So that we're going to wrap up. Um, thank yeah. you very much for joining us here, Paul, in London. You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> is this actually your goodbye to me? I'm like, you can't keep me out. Yeah, he's, as soon as I <laughs> hit stop on this, he's out the Thanks door. for visiting. Uh, see you soon. So, yeah, anyway... Uh, so we will be back next week. This We haven't had a proper episode in about a month because I've been away yeah. and we didn't get to do it last week and we're away this week. But next week we will be back and we will be reviewing, probably, yeah, previewing Forbidden Door. Yes. Um, which is next weekend, next Sunday. So we'll be back with a full review of all the things we've missed, a uh, full preview of all the things coming up. Very excited for the summer ahead. So from me, it's goodbye. And from Paul? It's also goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you.